Harry, I have no idea where this will lead us, but I have a definite feeling it will be a place both wonderful and strange. Is the microphone selected? (laughs) You haven't asked that for a while. I know. The microphone is selected. Excellent. Luckily, I've learned, like, um, what the sound waves look like if they're not selected. So I know, like, right away if it isn't. Um, Thank you for joining us for another episode of Same Peaks, y'all, featuring me, Tess. I love the show Twin Peaks. And and Eric. Hi. (laughs) Who is watching all of the episodes of Twin Peaks for the first time. And Rosie, who will occasionally make dog sounds that you might hear throughout mm-hmm. the episode. Uh, this is Same Peaks, y'all, where two librarian geeks talk about the TV show Twin Peaks once every few weeks. And uh, every episode of the podcast is a new episode of the show. Oh. That was beautiful. Did you watch it this morning? Did you watch it? Oh, yeah. Two important questions. Did I select the mic? Yes. And did did I watch it? Did you watch this episode? I watched it this morning. I I had it on my to-do list, and I did it in the morning. Excellent. Today mm -hmm. we'll be discussing episode 19 of season two of Twin Peaks. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm just so excited because we're getting close to the end. Are we? Of the season. Oh. I didn't even realize. Not the end of this podcast. This will go on forever. <laughs> but <laughs> this this season. Speaking of going on forever, our yes. email contest. Our email contest. Yep. Of course, if you would like to win our secret diaries mm-hmm. in which I write down all of our episode notes, um, you can enter to win. You can have uh, one email per episode mm-hmm. is a contest entry. Uh, and our email is samepeaksyall at gmail.com. I got some emails, Ooh, Eric. I would love to hear would these you like emails. To hear some yeah, emails. What words did I mispronounce? Well, it was me this time. It was me this time. Uh, I, you? Yes, I was mispronouncing the word. Uh, it's actually pronounced hierophant. Oh. Not hierophant, as I was pronouncing. I, I studied German for several years, and whenever you see an E after an I, that's like an E sound, and I just like apply that to like everything. Hyra. <laughs> yeah, but it's Hierophant. Like Hyra. Hyra. So we wouldn't call Chris a hero Chris. Yeah. He would be a Hyro Chris. <laughs> I don't know if it's canon yet, Chris. Yeah. I'm sorry. He's um he's emailed us. Um He's gunning for those secret diaries. Oh, <laughs> and I should mention Amazon gift card and some St. Peaks pins. Yes. Yeah, so he's we gunning for them. We should mention yeah. that there is a full prize package yeah, that it is includes. Very luxurious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he, he let me know how to pronounce Hierophant. And he also, he also mentioned um, uh, the best way for him to guest on our podcast is if we had very like high technical skills in terms of audio because Ooh. well you know the best way to do it and you and I know this because we're going to try it with JR the next time JR hi JR if you're listening mm-hmm. hey JR when he comes back on the show we're going to try to do a setup where we record and then he records and we mix the two recordings together so it sounds like he's in the same room even yeah. though he's not even in the same like state as audio us. magic yes. yeah yeah um, uh, which would probably be the best way to guest with um, with Chris Lozenge as well. Um, but uh, we don't know if we're going to be able to fit it together. But he also had some interesting um, points to bring up. He suggested we may want to uh, do the movie, cover the movie, over the course of two podcasts. Because that's a long movie. That's a smart idea. Great yeah, idea. Part one, part two. He also brought to my attention something I had completely forgotten, which is there's a thing called The Missing Pieces. 
which are all of the deleted scenes from Firewalk With Me. There were so many that they basically made became their own feature so, film. So all the deleted <laughs> scenes from the Firewalk With Me movie yes. that we will watch once we're done season two of Twin yes. Peaks... Is also a separate movie. Is also basically a separate movie. Is it a can? Is it in canon? It's canon. Oh, that's fun. So I feel like we probably should watch it. I'm not sure how we'll get a get a hold of it, and so I really want to thank Chris for reminding me that it exists because I had kind of forgotten. That's a good catch, Chris. Yeah, when we were thinking about all of the things that we should watch, and he also mentioned if we don't get to it, we can always loop back to it at the end, which is which is good advice. Terribly practical. We also heard from somebody new we heard from karen hey karen hey karen karen says you guys are librarians really what does it's that mean hierophant <laughs> well yeah is that it uh, is that the whole email that's pretty much it but she mentioned chris in the email which made me think that she might know chris irl mm. and she sent me a photo of chris of chris and herself. Oh, let me see. You I'm bringing it up? it up right now so that yeah. you can look at it. There's there's Chris. And hey, Chris. there is Karen's foot. Oh, that is her foot. That's, that's her a foot. You know, that's a nice black sock you're wearing. It is. It's a nice foot. I told her, don't let Ben Horn see that foot. Or maybe you do. <laughs> I'm not judging you. <laughs> oh. Do you think he likes all feet or just Catherine's feet? Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. The I will say, though, is Karen, right? Karen. Karen. Uh, I say a lot of words wrong. <laughs> so it's a thing that happens sometimes. I would argue, though, and you guys aren't going to like this, all words are made up. <laughs> Especially the ones I say. <laughs> yeah, I told her uh, the world-shaking surprise is that librarians don't know everything. <laughs> yeah, actually, you don't know this, and this is going to be a secret. All librarians, we don't even know how to read. I thought now would be a good time, actually, for us to debunk some librarian stereotypes. Oh, good idea. Yeah, so we don't know everything. We're both not um, 60-something-year-old women with our hairs in with, a bun. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, we don't read all day. We wish that we did. Yeah, we, we typically love books. <laughs> yes. But some librarians don't like books yeah. at all and don't read them. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> I know a few and I'm like, whoa. Another one, librarians <laughs> have many different roles. Some are just focused on computers, do the IT part of things. Yes. Some just do programming, you yeah. know, like children's story time and stuff yes. like that. Some of us are essentially social workers. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> helping people come in the library, helping them what's get another, jobs. What's a library, another librarian myth? Um, um, we aren't all sexy. <laughs> Actually, that's not true. We are. We all are all sexy. sexy. That is the one. That is the one stereotype yeah, about librarians. Uh, it's true. true. We are all sexy. Um, I think that's pretty much it. That's it. Yeah, I yeah. do have a few more updates. Um, I love this new kind of update. Yeah, time at the beginning. updates. I feel like you should come up with an updates jingle. Do you want to do it right now? With me? Yeah, go for it. Uh, here. Wait. Let me give me give me a second. Okay, I got it. Ready? Okay. Updates. Updates. Updates are happening. Now. I like it. Oh, I like you. it. It's mm-hmm. good. Now remember that for next week. <laughs> yeah, remember that. Really. It, it changes. Next week it's blues. Next week after that it's a funeral march. Uh, you wanted to know how old Heather Graham is now. Yeah. We shouldn't discuss ladies' ages. Is that a thing? Well, some ladies don't like the ages to be known, but Miss Heather Graham is a celebrity, so yeah. we do know how old she is. I just want to, Heather Graham, I just want to know if I should feel creepy when I'm imagining you at night. Well, <laughs> so here's your answer. She's 49. Do you feel creepy now? No, I don't. Good. I don't feel creepy. That surprised me. I don't yeah. know why. I, I Maybe because I've just seen her so young just now on the show. She's a beautiful 49-year-old human being. Stunning. Um, uh, Brett and I, <laughs> inside marriage, oh. we have, um, uh, we have what we call old lady crushes, oh. where if there's a, a lady of, of, uh, older years yeah. that we, that we find very sexy, we call her old lady crushes, and she's right there on the cusp, but you have to be, be 50 or over. Who's another one? Selma Hayek. Oh. Beautiful. Um, one of Brett's is, uh, oh, I'm gonna forget her name, the beautiful redhead who starred in Hannibal. <laughs> 
<laughs> Do you remember? I no, I don't. I never, I never saw. It'll that. be an update for our next. Oh, okay, episode. yeah, that's important. That's an important yes. update. Um, you wanted to know what you call the thing that you strangle someone with. Yeah, you called it a garrote, and I feel like that's good enough. That's what it's called. <sighs> It's a G A R R O T E, but then I was thinking, I don't know, I'm not going to pronounce it. Can we, you know what? Can we actually, just because I'm going to pronounce words so much, can we make it canon now? Like, <laughs> if you want to email us in and tell us how to pronounce things, I appreciate that, but we probably don't need We would have a whole cast of us explaining things that we were saying wrong if we read them all on the cast. Karen, I love you, girl, and that beautiful foot, but I'm just saying. Uh, and the other thing you wanted to know was. If you bring a hammer, should you yeah. better bring Was some that a nails? Saying? Is that a saying? I Googled it because that's what librarians do mm-hmm. when we don't know things. Mm-hmm. And the only things that come up are quotes from Twin Peaks. <laughs> so it's probably an original thing. I don't think it was. In fact, our our podcast pops up in the Google search results for oh. if you bring a hammer, you better bring nails. That is that. so great. <laughs> Um, now, there was a saying about hammers and nails. Uh, when all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail. Have Ooh, you ever heard that saying? I haven't. I actually really like that saying now uh, that I hear it because I feel like it plays into your and I's kind yeah. of same team y'all philosophy of like, if you're looking at everything from a certain perspective, then everything is going to fit into that small worldview. Whereas if you had a, a toolbox of other resources, then you may be more open-minded. If all you have is a toolbox, <laughs> all you see are problems you can solve, mm. maybe? Yeah. You can interpret the saying many ways, but yeah. it's the only we'll hammer a, and nail saying a, I could find. A hierophant to help us out with that <laughs> saying. Hyra! Hyra! Uh, Mr. Eric, you are the log lady in this I am. episode. Oh, quick question. I don't know if you can bring it up yet, but you told me we got a new um, review on <gasps> iTunes. We did. Thank you for reminding yeah. me. But, I will bring it up right now. Yeah, while you bring it up, I'll tell our listeners that we very much enjoy it. If you can uh, give us a review on whatever you're listening to us on. Uh, we're on iTunes and Google Play, and I think we're on Stitcher. It makes us very happy. It gives us the warm and tinglys. Uh, in my belly and in my toes, and I don't think it's the coffee. <laughs> this is this review is a five star review. Thank from you, Guy Dudeman. Hey, dude. Hey, Dudeman. Hey, Dudeman. Hey, guy. That's not my guy. Dude. All right, these two librarian geeks are a freaking delight. Their take on classic '90s episodes is super fun and a joy to listen to. Tess is a longtime twin. Twin Peaks fan, and Eric is new to the series. You get to watch the series again through his eyes, which is a beautiful thing. Eric seems to be loving the show, and his hot takes are amazing. I especially like his wild theories. As of the right, as of this writing, they are wrapping up the mid-season slump of season two. Oh. I'm eagerly awaiting their take on the finale, the books, the movie, and season three. Oh, thanks! With three exclamation marks. Oh. Thanks, guy. Thanks, guy. Guy, dude, dude man. man. Guy, dude, man. I love it. <sighs> I really, really appreciate. It. But yeah, like I said, uh, if you want to give us a review, it'll make us very happy. Yeah. Here you go, sir. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Pie. Whoever invented the pie, he was a great person. In Twin Peaks, we specialize in cherry pie and huckleberry pie. We do have many other types of pie, and at the Double R Diner, Norma knows how to make them all better than anyone I have ever known. I hope Norma likes me. I know I like her and respect her. I have spit my pitch gum out of my mouth onto her walls and floors and sometimes onto her booths. Sometimes I get angry and I do things I'm not proud of. I do love Norma's pies. I love pie with coffee. Nice. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's always tough for me because I never really know like what her, like what the (laughs) cadence is. So I just kind of make up my own and just try to treat it very seriously. Um, we did get a lot of pie in this episode. Oh, there's so much pie. Did everyone get like four slices each or something uh, yeah, like that? Yeah, we'll get to that during uh, this next segment where I 
recap the episode mm-hmm. with my handy dandy highlighter. You know what, Tess? That notebook you've got in front of you? It looks like it would be a great prize. A great addition <laughs> to someone's shelf. Yeah, and uh, if we didn't say it earlier, I think we did. Thank you so much for your emails. We really appreciate it. Yes, we mm-hmm. surely do. Mm-hmm. So this, uh, the arbitrary title of this episode is Variations on Relations. Let me ponder that. <laughs> Let me take that title over to the Ponderosa. <laughs> I'm pondering it, and I think that fits, right? Yeah, yeah it fits. Uh, we start off with our lawmen, our great team of lawmen. They've returned to the Owl Cave, and they see uh, Wyndham Earl's handiwork, yeah. which is that a petroglyph has been revealed, a very large image uh, etched into the cave. Um, there are tracks there that Hawk recognizes immediately. Good job, Hawk. Good job, Hawk. Good and job, Hawk. Uh, Coop uh, says Andy needs to draw a picture of the cave drawings. Did you forget that Andy is a great artist? I, well, I had forgotten. And then when he said that, I was like, oh, that's right. Yeah. So everybody is really pulling their weight right now. Quick we got question. Hawk tracking people, Andy drawing things. When um, it, did that, did it... it reveal itself when Wyndham Earl did the thing. I believe so. I believe that was the reaction we were hearing in the last episode. So how? Like, it's like scratches it on the walls. Almost it almost looks like the cave, like, parted. Oh, and, and then like, there was a wall we couldn't yeah. see. That's really cool. Yeah, or maybe it, like, What was my down? guess last? Do you remember my guess last week was? I had a prediction about what that was. I think I said it was opening up the White Lodge yes, or something. Yes, that, yeah. that was your prediction. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, go ahead and highlight the big... Um, the like, picture? Yeah, I mean it looks like a map left. to me, but yeah, if you want to uh, if you want to highlight that. Thank you. Um Wyndham Earl knows all about the White Lodge. Yes. Yeah, and the Black Lodge. Mm-hmm. Um in fact, he despises the White Lodge and would like to harness the power of where of the, the monsters Black Lodge. might like eat your skin or say hello to you. Yeah. He hates the White Lodge. He hates the White Lodge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he wants to get into the Black Lodge. Um, and then there's like, hey, who is he telling this information to? <laughs> there's this like Polly Shore looking dude. I thought, I exactly <laughs> thought Polly Shore. You think that's who he was channeling? I think so. He's like, so. hey man, great story, but where's the beer, man? Yeah. Can I tell you, and no offense to, um, what what's Dudeman's first name? Do you remember? Guy, Guy, Guy Dudeman. No offense to Guy Dudeman. I'm going to call this guy... Dudeman now. He <laughs> kind of feels like a Dudeman to me. Not in a bad way, but just like a real fun, like, hey, Dudeman. I think, weren't we supposed to be getting beer he at this party? He just wants to party and have a good time. Um, but he has fallen into the clutches of Wyndham Earl, so yeah. things are probably not going to turn out well for him. No. Um, Pete, oh, Pete is playing chess and writing a poem for mm-hmm. Josie, which mm-hmm. is really sweet. I, I like seeing this kind of, a little, someone grieving for Josie. There's someone else grieving for Josie Other later in the Truman. episode. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Catherine can't get that box open. And Pete explains to her it's a puzzle box, like the kind he saw in Guam <laughs> when he was on R&R with, well, what were those guys' Some names? twins <laughs> that actually didn't look like each other at the all. The two little twins. I love this scene because it shows that, like, Catherine and, and Pete are just on different frequencies entirely. <laughs> like, not only on different frequencies, they're just on different, like, speeds. Like, yeah. he, I mean, I don't think it's a bad question to ask. Was there a key? You know, I mean, you got to ask that first, right? Like in IT at the library, you always ask, well, um, you know, (laughs) have you tried turning it on and off yet? Mm -hmm. You know, or have you tried restarting it? Or have you tried another browser? It may seem like a really... Is it plugged in? Is it... Thank you. That's the first one. Is it plugged in? Um, And it's a really obvious, like, of course, I would have tried that. But you got to ask it anyway, just to be safe. Pete, what a great guy. Yeah, but he uh, he recognizes the puzzle box, and uh, she's like, well, how long is it going to take us to open it? And he said, it could take years. It could take years. 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 <laughs> oh, Bobby. Bobby's talking to Shelly. I, mm, Bobby. <sighs> Didn't we just talk about, like, did she finally get out from under Bobby? Yeah, I'm so confused about this scene. Yeah, now she's back in with Bobby. Is she he's, back Well, Bobby? I don't know, but he's there, and he's he's encouraging her strongly to enter the mist Twin Peaks pageant. Okay, she won't Rosie. make noises if you pet her sometimes. Oh, <laughs> no, I, I'm happy to pet a dog, you tell me. Yeah, that's okay. She just wants some loving. Time back in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Time back in. Um, uh, yeah, so he's he says that 
pretty people, there's a conspiracy where pretty people always get what they want and they need to start taking advantage of this because Shelly's very pretty and perhaps if she wins the Miss Twin Peaks pageant, this will open doors for them. Um, And Shelly's like, I don't really want to enter the pageant and Bobby's like, I'm in charge here and you're going to enter. He grabs her arm Mm. and he says, Bobby's in charge, you're going to enter. And he also makes an example. He's like, when's the last time you saw a beautiful blonde on the electric chair? And then I'm thinking... Shelly's not blonde. <laughs> I mean, not to be that guy, but I mean, you know, I mean, come on, you know, knock it up, beautiful brunette. You could have used that, you know. I mean, he does have a point. It does seem like pretty people get more things than ugly people. I, I usually get a lot of great things in life. <laughs> the prettiest. So, you're the prettiest person. I am the prettiest of person. I am the prettiest of people. Yeah, uh, yeah. Speaking of pretty people, Lana Milford is having a, a meal in the double R with her her new fiance, Mayor Dwayne Milford, and she wants to win Miss Twin Peaks. And he's like, yeah, I'll coach you. It'll be great. She was like, no, you're one of the judges and you can just make it happen for me. I would think she would be able to make it happen on her own with her her, superpowers. superpowers. Yeah, yeah, we forget. Good for him, though. He goes, no, that'd be wrong. No, no, no. (laughs) But then he's like, okay. I'll do anything for you. I'll do anything for you. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of even more beautiful people, uh, Coop comes into the... Is he uh, the even more beautiful? Well, he is, but he's also looking at Annie. And he asks her to accompany him on a nature study this afternoon. His <laughs> smile and his face when he is looking at her. And I know, I, I, I don't know if we talked about this. Do you enjoy the relationship of him and, and is Audrey mm-hmm. more than him and Annie? I mean, I don't have a preference really, but I mean, I feel like... Even though I know that, like, in real life, mm-hmm. you know, she's actually younger. I feel like this is a little bit more appropriate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've never seen him look that way at all. Audrey was yeah. more like a connection, mm-hmm. like a soulmate connection. Yeah. Annie, well, Annie's probably a soulmate connection, but it's, like, of a, a different variety, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know. Uh, Sh- Shelly uh, is ringing him up. Like, mm-hmm. he's like, well, I got hungry lawmen in the car. We need donuts. We need coffee. And uh, while Annie goes and gets that, Shelly's bringing him up and she (laughs) happens to recite that poem that she got part of. And he's like, oh, Shelly, what's going on with this poem? And she's like, oh, yeah, I got anonymously sent a poem. He's like, I'm going to need to see that. She's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, me and Donna and Audrey, we each got got poems. We all got a poem. We didn't think, like, it was, you know, worth telling the police about. Um and uh, Coop is disturbed by this, and we find out later why. It's a great disturbed. scene too, because the music's playing like the I don't I don't I'll call it like the Coop and Annie and love kind of theme. Uh-huh. It's playing, but then we see the poem, and it immediately is like. Dun, dun, dun. But the the theme, the lovey theme, is still playing, but on top of it is the mm-hmm. and then when Annie comes back and Shelley walks away or whatever. It fades out, and now we're back to just the theme. Like it's yeah. really, really good job, everybody. You know. <laughs> Everybody pat yourself on the back. Everybody for this that episode. worked on Twin Peaks. Do you, is there any chance someone who's even remotely connected to the actual show, like not just a fan, like someone who worked on the show or listened to it or or not listened to it but worked on it as an actor or behind the scenes is listening to this right now? I mean, there's always a chance. If it's happening, you guys did a good job. Keep it up. Keep well, it's over now. So, <laughs> good luck in your future endeavors. Um Coop tells Harry about that poem. We're back at the sheriff's station. And he's like, that is a poem that I once sent to Caroline. So it is probably connected to Windermere. Windermere sent them this poem. But, and yet, look at the handwriting. Hey, Hawk, could you go get Leo's arrest papers? Uh, Highlight the poem for me, please. Yeah. Uh, Quick question. Um, Has Brett ever written you any poetry? (laughs) I mean, he's a romantic guy. He, he, you know what? He's a secret romantic yeah. guy. He's like a secret teddy bear. He's out to the world. He is a Viking warrior. Mm. Um, but he, he, I, I don't know if he wants me to tell the world, but he is a very romantic, thoughtful, sweet man. I don't believe he's written me a poem. I do believe he has written me a piece of music. Oh, but, that's, well, that's art. But he has not let me listen to it. <laughs> Wait, he's written it. He doesn't want you to listen to it because he's worried. He doesn't like to play. Would he let me listen to it? 
I don't think so. He doesn't like to play. Uh, Brett is a guitarist, and he does not really like to play his guitar to anybody else. Like mm. it's a very personal hobby for him, and he he plays the guitar for himself, and he doesn't really like other people to listen to him play. Like mm. it's very like if I want to catch him play, and I gotta like hide around the corner. Well, that's understandable. <laughs> I kind of get that. That's his thing. I know, you know? it's a little you know because uh, a lot of musicians freely share their music yeah. with the world in fact they're they want to get record contracts yeah. and they want to go on tour but he, and he stuff. does it for other he does it for does other it reasons for personal himself, reasons yeah. i did hear his i shouldn't admit this i heard his music once oh when we were doing our I, and we'll get back to twin peaks real quick <laughs> but when we were doing our ghostbusters watch together yes. remember we were watching the movie and brett was, was he, playing he was upstairs and, and i heard some beautiful guitar playing wafting down the stairs and i was just thinking i did think to myself i was like this guy is legitimately really skilled Yes, he is. He's a talented man. Uh, He doesn't want anyone to know, though. So listeners, don't tell anybody. (laughs) The the other day, I started my day-ish with seeing Brett. Because remember, I was riding my bike, and I think I saw you you guys were both getting ready to leave for work. And I saw him, and he kind of waved at me in in his car. And then later that same day, I was pushing Freya on her little bike. And I passed him as he was checking them out. I was like, I got two breaths in one day. Oh my it was goodness! Amazing, yeah. Well, so lucky one, man. I know, and I felt a tingling <laughs> in my belly, in my toes, and it wasn't the coffee. <laughs> oh, you need to stop harassing my husband. <laughs> 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 no. Hashtag me too. Hashtag. Yeah, objectifying. Brett. No, I was just passing him by. He just happened to be there. You Stop know? feeling all that tingling. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the tingling. <laughs> it probably wasn't consensual tingling, so I need to, I need to cut it off immediately. Uh, Major Briggs, um, there's a very interesting moment where Andy's drawing. Andy is drawing the petroglyph onto yeah. a chalkboard. Um, and Major Briggs is like, yeah, that line actually goes this way, not that way. And Andy's like, how did you know that? Um, so Major Briggs has been brought in because Coop and Harry need to know about Earl's participation in Project Blue Book. And since Briggs was also part of Project Blue Book, he might have access to the information. Now, Major Briggs tells us that his security has been revoked since his disappearance, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that he can't give them information. Um, and he feels like he should give them information for moral reasons. He And he's looking at the map, and they're like, have you seen this before? And he's like, I dreamed it, or I saw it somewhere. And then we get this like flash of... There's like a white background. Yeah. There's a hooded figure. Yeah. In the hooded figure is like space. And then there's fire. And uh, it's just this like. Is that when we see an owl too? Mo- yes. Yeah. There's an owl flying. There's just these like these images. And then it just kind of goes back to the sheriff's station. And Coop uh, has successfully matched the handwriting on the poem to the handwriting in Leo's arrest papers. Leo has written a poem that was delivered by Wyndham Earl. And so mm-hmm. he's now fit the, dispe- the disappearance of Leo to the appearance of Wyndham Earl. Um, and, uh, and, the, and the White Lodge and all yes. that stuff with Major Briggs. Do you know what I thought of when I saw that hooded figure? What, when you saw it just when you did the rewatch? Or yeah. when you first saw it? No. Okay. Like, well, no. Yeah, recently. What did you think? I thought of... Welcome to Night Vale and the hooded uh, figures. Li- are they librarians? No, the the hooded figures are separate, right? Yeah, the yeah, the hooded yeah, figures yeah, yeah. that uh, that if you see them in the dog parks, <laughs> don't don't speak to the hooded figures. And it, I, I was thinking about that. the The show Welcome to Night Vale is very Twin Peaks inspired. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a. Li- I can see it being Twin Peaks. Like things seem kind of normal, but kind of off. Yeah, I think sometimes. Welcome to Nightvale views uh, kind of skews towards the, oh, it's completely off, you know? Um, <laughs> but also Cecil, uh, who is the narrator of the Welcome to Nightvale podcast, his last name is Palmer. Mm. Like Laura and Leland. Mm. And, and, um, other Sarah. people. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah. Those the, are all the Palmers. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, other Palmers. <laughs> uh, Dick Tremaine. 
is that guy. speaking to Ben Horn. He's got a big old bandage on his nose. I had forgotten about him getting bit. <laughs> I thought he had uh, nose surgery done because oh. that felt like a thing. That felt like a thing that like Dick would do. You know, right? it's funny. I forgot about him being bit too. I just presumed that someone had punched him in the face <laughs> because he has a very punchable face. Uh, um, but then it's because you and I we spend like weeks in between these episodes. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's been bitten by the pine weasel, and so he's wearing a bandage. He's speaking to Ben Horn, and he's uh, they're talking about a wine tasting event that um, that Dick Tremaine is planning, but also about Dick getting workman's comp. And I don't know if you remember that Ben Horn owns the yeah. department store mm-hmm. that Dick Tremaine works at, and uh, and I think Ben Horn is like, ugh, this guy. But he's like, yeah, we can do workman's comp. Like, have your lawyers call my lawyers. And that he really, he holds it together. He's like, I really didn't want to be good, but I was good. And I get a carrot. I think when he, (laughs) I get a carrot. I think when he sees Dick Tremaine being a little schmarmy and a little like um, taking advantage of someone else. Do you think he sees himself? I think he sees himself. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. Um, A runner's up for one of my quotes that didn't make it is he says, sometimes... The urge to do bad is nearly overpowering, oh, but he yeah. decides not to. He can crush Dick. He can get Dick Tremaine fired. He could right away. Yeah, discredit him. Take all his vests away. <laughs> all of his fur-lined denim jackets. Give me your fur-lined <laughs> denim jackets to me. Uh, Wyndham Earl is doing some crafting. He's mm-hmm. making something out it's of beautiful. paper mache. He's got. He's he looks kind of silly because he's got like a head covering and he's got an apron on and he's doing but he is extremely menacing in this moment because he's got Polly Shore um he's he's built a a paper mache thing around him and he can't move and uh Wyndham Earl has a he has a crossbow. Yeah. And he says, Leo, get me the arrow. And Leo does not want to mm. get him the arrow. <laughs> no. Oh, that was a good Leo impression. No. Oh, my goodness. Sorry. Chilling. And then, and then Wyndham Earl zaps him. And he goes and he gets the arrow. And then Wyndham Earl kills Polly Shore. R.I.P. Polly Shore. I thought, I don't know it's why. It's not really Polly Shore, by the way. No. It's just a Polly Shore inspired character. Um, yeah. I don't know why. Because at first we don't know what's going on in the scene, right? Like, he's yes. got all this paper mache and Polly Shore can't get out, right? <laughs> but there's, like, an opening in the front, you know, of the paper mache thing. I don't know why. In my head, I thought he was going to fill that with snakes or bees or uh, something. Like a torture yeah. box or something. He didn't. He ended up no. shooting him. Poor, him. poor Polly Shore. I was really enjoying yeah. him as a character. What's for a Polly Shore movie? You know what's so funny? We were talking, I think it was last time I recorded, about like our our signal thing. I was going to ask you what your favorite Polly Shore movie is. My, my favorite is probably Biodome. Mine's Biodome oh, as nice, well. Yeah, nice yeah. I'm a big, um, or I used to be, and I still am a fan, but I used to be a really big fan of Tenacious D. Yeah. You know, the, yes. you know with Jack Black and Kyle Gass. And uh, they up here in Biodome. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. not just because of that but that's one of the things i'm like because there, there there's a part where like one of the girlfriends Polly Shore's girlfriend is like an environmental conference <laughs> or um concert and they're in the background playing and they're just like environment girl, environment i was like that's the d i know the d oh my so, gosh Polly Shore. yeah what's he up to now nothing I don't think he's doing anything. Have you seen him in anything? Well, I mean, he could... I hope he's doing well. I hope he's just comfortable. Yeah. I wish, you know I what? hope he's happy wherever he is. I'm gonna I s- really liked Polly Shore. I think he uh, he made some really funny movies. Do, do you and- know who really likes Polly Shore? Probably even more than me, who you wouldn't think does. Who? Amanda. Amanda Aww. thinks his movies are very... It's like she's into Your it. Your beautiful wife, Amanda. Yeah. yeah, my beautiful wife, Amanda. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. I yeah. think he was real funny. I think I... <laughs> I asked Eric. I asked Brett sometime. I think we were watching Encino Man. I think it was on TV, and I was like, "Whatever happened to Polly Shore?" And he was like, "This, this was it. This was all he did. <laughs> he was the Maybe. same, the same note character in like ten different movies, and then he, you know, disappeared let, from let's, popu- let's popular culture." Let's explore that character. What is the character of Polly Shore? <laughs> Like kind of like a high, gets like a high, fun guy, a fun goofy guy, yeah, who partakes in the smoking of the cannabis, but and for he, recreational purposes. And was he like a ladies' man? Like were ladies? He into did him? like well, he liked, he liked the ladies. ladies. I think ladies were into yeah. him. Remember, son-in-law. 
Yeah, well, they, that's what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking of. Like, was he? I mean, I'm just trying to think. Uh, Polly Shore, man. Polly Shore, man. If, gonna, if you're listening, Polly Shore, we really, we you, really dig your. No, I mean, there could be a way. Yeah, your your um donations to I mean, our. Polly Shore's got to be what fifty something now. Oh man, Heather Graham is forty nine. I'll update. I'll I'm just in thinking of like he's probably like at the park, like walking, you know, to get his steps in for the day, and he's um. And he's probably listening to our cast. And he's like, he's got, you know what? Maybe he is. Um, what is it? Hey, dude. No, what was Dudeman's first name? I keep forgetting. Guy Dudeman. Maybe he is Guy Dudeman. OMG. Guy Dudeman, if you are Polly Shore, please let us know. I would love it. <laughs> and thank you for your service. And th- thank you. I'm going to send warm love. I'm going to send my love to Polly Shore today. <laughs> there it is. I just sent it. Uh, at the Roadhouse. The judges for Miss Twin Peaks yeah. contest are getting together. It's Doc Hayward, yep. it's Pete, and it's Dwayne Milford, which I felt was like kind of a little creepy. Like this, like panel of like older men <laughs> judging these younger uh, ladies. Well, Twin but Peaks. It's a it's a tradition in the town. It's been going on for years, so I guess that's you know. I feel like it's been a while since we've been to the Roadhouse, so that yeah. was nice. You know, <laughs> it has been. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love how the Roadhouse is like. Like, if there isn't a headquarters for something, you just do it in this bar. Like, it's very weird, but... (laughs) Um, Ben Horn wants to speak to the judges. And the reason he wants to speak about it is he doesn't want this to just be a beauty pageant. What about these women's minds? Yeah. And apparently part of the Miss Twin Peaks contest is to give a speech. And he believes that the topic of the speech should be uh, saving the forests. That's a good one. That's really good. But Pete calls him out. Yeah. He's like, does this have anything to do with the fact that you don't want them to build on the ghost Does this have anything to do with the <laughs> Well, Well, and I thought to myself, because of Catherine. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's yeah. looking after his boo. He is. Way to go, Pete. Um, Nadine arrives mm-hmm. to oh, enter oh. the contest. This is the moment that is one of... Do you remember Shelly who emailed us in our last mm-hmm. episode? This is what Shelly's favorite Twin Peaks moments. When uh, Mike and Bobby are powwowing. And Bobby is like, what is it, man? Like, what have you been doing yeah. with this woman? And uh, <laughs> Mike tells him. And yeah. he, he just says, wow! Wow! <laughs> the... Um... <laughs> It's so funny because well, you know what dawned on me that we haven't seen Bobby and and Mike together in we a very haven't. long time. We haven't. Mike has really grown up, don't you think? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, go ahead and highlight the woe. <laughs> we gotta we gotta discuss this further. Oh man, it was a great scene. There were several scenes in this episode that made me legit laugh yeah. out loud. This is a great episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was perfect. I mean, the 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 danger is still there. Yes. Right. And by the way, can I mention real quick that I think I'm coming around on when not that I was against Winning World, but I'm starting to understand it. He's like, he can look. It's not about like him looking menacing, right? Like he can in theory look like anyone because he's a master of disguise. <laughs> but like it's like he is the danger, yeah. right? That's like lurking yeah. around. He's visiting a lot of our main characters without them even knowing he's, it. You know? Yeah. And he's crazy. And he, he well and he is um uh, after he's got a personal vendetta but after the lodge, mm-hmm. right? You know? Yeah. Harry goes to see Catherine mm-hmm. for some insight on Josie and I actually really like their conversation that they have because well I liked it for a little bit and then I started to question Catherine's like motives but Catherine is telling him she's like I think at a young age Josie probably realized that if she presents herself as what you want then she will get what she wants Mm -hmm. and that she was lying to everybody and she probably didn't even she was living the lies. Like, they probably didn't even feel like lies to her. And I think she feels sympathetic towards Harry. I think she feels perhaps some level of pity for Josie. She even says, like, after everything she's done to my family, I don't really hate her. Yeah. Um, and I think they're having this, like, really nice conversation. And then and then Catherine's like, by the way, could you help me open this box? And I'm like, oh, Catherine. Catherine's, <laughs> I mean. To, up to your old tricks. Yeah. Like, she's just like, hey, let's kind of bond a little bit. I did like kind of Truman, uh, like, he's trying, I just want some answers. Yeah, you know, who he's is, trying to understand who this Who is this woman? person that I thought I loved that let me tear her dress all the time? 
<laughs> Who was she? Do you remember? He did kind of, like, he was like, she was so beautiful. And I was like, oh, Harry. Um, what, about him just focusing on yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways. Um, so they're looking at the puzzle box. Pete comes in. Pete drops the box, revealing a box within the box. Yeah. And that box seems to have, like, on the cover, like, moon phases mm-hmm. and also, like, zodiac symbols on the box. Um, so another level of the box yeah, mystery. Yeah, go ahead and highlight that box. I think I have something that's tiny. Okay. It's a teeny tiny something. Teeny tiny something. Yeah. Annie and Coop are on a date. Mm-hmm. They're um, out on the water like a canoe. I thought you said Andy and Coop for a second. <laughs> And I was like, I miss, I miss that. <laughs> Andy and Cooper on a date. Oh, they think a very cute couple. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Um, Annie feels very close to nature. Mm-hmm. She said she didn't have a lot of friends growing up, like Norma. And then I was like, oh wait, yeah, your sister's Norma. Norma, you get kind of the sense that Norma was maybe like the popular girl in school and um, maybe her life isn't turning out the way she thought it was Norma gonna. and like Big Ed were like, right. you know. They were like high school, like yeah. they were like the quarterback and yeah. the cheerleader Big Ed, kind of thing. I, he walked by and I'm like, look at that. That's Big Ed. Look at him. <laughs> He's like the that. man. He's the man. Big man on campus. Big, big man, Ed on big, campus. Big Ed on campus. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Annie was very different. She was yeah. kind of more reserved and um, uh, something bad happened in Twin Peaks. There was a, a a boyfriend, and it didn't work out, and it led her to whatever her scar is, mm-hmm. and that's why she went away. Which I think was your your prediction was that that happened before she went to the convent. Mm. It was the reason she went to the convent. So good job on your prediction. Uh, everyone, every um, every once in a while, every you get yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've gone to every future, yeah. six thousand million futures, <laughs> and, and only one I got it right. <laughs> yeah, Maddie is probably not a side cyborg, but yeah, yeah. you got this one. Um, and she's come back to Twin Peaks because you have to face your fears. Mm-hmm. And Coop really, I think, is uh, relating to this a lot because he had uh, an experience that was kind of similar in that he was in love with someone and it didn't work out and it's made him afraid. Um, and uh, But Annie really trusts him and they kiss. They kiss. Did you like the kiss? They did. Well, it also dawned on me too that you probably know this. Did he ever kiss Audrey? No. See, I don't think he did. They I never feel kissed. like they did, but she I think it was just him one time on his mouth. I think it was a cheek. Yeah, I think it was just a cheek because there was a lot of simmering. Like there was a lot of tension. There was oh, so much them. tension, you know. <laughs> but it was kind of nice seeing them kiss, and yeah. I bet it was probably. Well, I want to say I bet it was nice for her too. But I mean, really, when's the last time she got a sexy time kiss? Yeah, you know? Wyndham Earl is spying on them though, so yeah. it kind of disrupts this like nice moment. Yeah, in that he's There's... in his fishing disguise. Mm-hmm. Um, spying on them. Who's that guy looking right at us? Don't mind him. He's a fisherman. <laughs> you know, they're so caught up in hey, the look, moment. It's Wyndham Earl fishing. Of falling in love with each other. They well, don't notice I the that, man standing there with binoculars. I think that's exactly right. Like, Coop's uh, uh, powers of deduction and observation are just being hindered because he, he's distracted by love. I really, I just want to throw out there, I love Heather Graham's outfit in this scene. Mm. Like, the way she's, like, buttoned all the way up. I love that because uh, I grew up with um, uh, kind of strict family about, like, clothing and modesty and stuff. And so I, even to this day, I think a lot about, like, how much am I showing of my body when I'm out in public. Mm-hmm. And so I do a lot of buttoning all the way up to the top. And so I liked seeing Heather Graham looking so beautiful with her top buttoned all the way up yeah. to the top and her her uh, her skirt covering up her knees. And she just looked really cute in this scene. I liked yeah. it. Um, Dick Tremaine's wine tasting event. I was dying. I was yeah, laughing yeah. so much. It's really good. Oh, it's to benefit the Ghostwood, uh, Stop the Ghostwoods movement. Um, Andy's there. Lucy's there helping out. Lana, Lana Melford is there. Um, and it's just a really funny scene. Uh, oh, and then we get a really sweet scene with Gordon yeah. and Shelly, and he's they're hanging out, and he's telling her like his FBI stories, yeah. which is really cute. And then Coop and Annie come in. He's about to be ventilated. <laughs> <laughs> and Coop and Annie come in, and Gordon's like, come over and have pie with us. Yeah. I ordered three slices for everybody. <laughs> so, um, 
And then Gordon's about to leave Twin Peaks, which mm-hmm. is very sad. Like, he's got to go back. He's to got a, a very big, important job. He he's got to go around. He's a regional bureau chief. He's yeah. got to go. And um, he's about to say goodbye to Shelly. And he's he he wants to kiss her before he goes. And Shelly's into it. It's a consensual kiss. Bobby doesn't like it. Yeah. Bobby walks in. Bobby comes in and they do the thing where he bumps the jukebox. So it actually <laughs> does it. <laughs> does it. Record scratch. <laughs> Gosh, that's did another he, great scene. Did he scene. get to kiss her? He did. Yeah. He kissed her twice. It yeah. was real sweet. I was kissing in I, this episode. This is a great episode of, we, you talked, I think, early on when we were podcasting about cozy and creepy, you know, and I think this is really, we're getting into that, that danger is there, yes. but really, we also have some new, new loves eating pie. This was prime cozy creepy like like even Bobby is kind of creepy in this scene but then you look at the when table. He, when he grabs her arm I'm like yes. oof. Like I'm brought like but brought up immediately. You look at the table and there's 12 slices of pie on the table. It just made me laugh. I loved it so much. It was great. Oh Dick Tremaine uh, we're back at the wine tasting yeah. and he's obviously favoring Lana yeah. and not Lucy, even though Lucy could be the mother of his child. He's not showing her is she, any. Is she rocking that sweater? She looks great. It looks great. And there's a really funny moment where um, he asks her to taste the wine. Yeah. And so she tastes it. And then he's like, what do you think of that? And she spits it in his face. Yeah. And she says, I'm pregnant. I'm not supposed to drink wine. Yeah. And I loved it. <laughs> It's, um, there's, I don't know if it was this scene or the one before too, where he goes, what do you guys taste? And she's like, Woody, you know, which feels like a, he's like, like, no, no. no." (laughs) And then one is like bananas and he's like, very good. Yeah. What do you think of this whole like wine tasting phenomenon? When I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, like, I know there are people who are really into wine. Like I saw the movie sideways. I get it. And I myself are into craft beer. I love craft beer. And I will say that when I try when I'm tasting a new craft beer, I do have like a little bit of a routine I go through where I smell it first and then I take a big gulp and I do kind of, I don't like wash it around in my mouth, but I do like <laughs> taste all the flavors and I do have probably snobby opinions about like which beers taste better than other You think beers. you do? I do. I definitely do. I can admit that. I was just talking to one of our friends, our mutual friends, Deborah, mm-hmm. the other day at the oh, library. Oh, Deborah's great. Deborah also enjoys craft mm-hmm. beer, and she was telling me about a brewery, a local brewery that she visited recently. And I was like, "Yeah, their beers are okay." And she's like, "Oh, like tell me more." And I said, "Well, I just feel like some of their beers are kind of gimmicky." And I was like, "I can clearly taste that they've added." flavors after the brewing process and she was just like nodding and like uh-huh <laughs> and i was like oh i sound like such why, a snob right why now why don't you have a craft beer podcast <laughs> i mean you know enough you could definitely do it i i mean maybe same beers y'all in the yeah. future not well, with you once no no i would die <laughs> would. Uh, the, um i would become a dead person the uh if we ever figure out like the whole editing thing to make it real easier yeah. you know i mean heck we have a hundred podcasts why not the um but no i love i love the scene i, I and i think too is like sometimes like from the outside because i was like this is a little silly because i'm not into wine either yeah. Yeah. but if you're doing your thing i mean heck tess i think you know probably a lot of things I do that are people think from the outside they're like this guy's real silly and you're about okay. to go on a whole silent retreat I am didn't you say you're gonna keep it a secret oh this is just yeah. for our oh listeners. yeah not no. that it needs to be a secret <laughs> it doesn't need to be a secret I was just like you know but yeah I'm about to go on a silent retreat for like seven days seven days of no talking man yeah I guess some people might think that's weird no talking slow movements no eye contact no bright colors yeah nice also in this scene when Dick Tremaine is telling them to like now you swirl it around in your mouth. There's I don't know who he is like an extra a, an extra. Oh like that guy extra. is that so guy funny. that guy's yanking his head around like I don't know how he didn't give himself whiplash. He's like oh, man, I was laughing so hard. That guy is so funny. By myself in my house just laughing out loud like guffawing. It was great. Yeah. Um, Coop is enjoying a nice glass of milk mm-hmm, by mm-hmm. the fireplace. And Jack joins him. It's just a fireplace at the... At the Great, Great Northern. Northern. yeah. Jack joins him. Jack is looking very distressed. And they have a very deep conversation about love. And 
I kind of had an epiphany in this scene because um, I always felt it was a little weird from a narrative perspective that Audrey should so quickly shift her attention, her romantic attention from Coop to Jack. Mm -hmm. But in this scene, I realized that Jack is sort of like a younger, more rugged version of Coop. In, in a lot of ways. Like, they seem to really agree on on things and speak very deeply on things and seem to have a lot of thoughts about things. And I thought, well, actually, he's not that different from Coop. He's just a little bit more age-appropriate. A I, little bit. Only a little bit. <laughs> I, I think so. I, I see exactly what you mean. They, they kind of, they're having a conversation. They, they're kind of, like, on opposite sides of the conversation. A little bit, like... Um, but they're I, like, oh, I, I they, yeah, see you. Yeah, they're respectful. Yeah, because he says something I like... I understand what you're he saying. He says something like, love is hell. And Coop goes, well, like, you know, uh, in India, they say, you know, love is a, is a uh, ladder to heaven. You know, he's like, well, they also take short strolls across uh, hot coals. And Coop is like... <laughs> Yeah, for discipline. Yeah, yeah, you know. So they're they're, <laughs> they're like kind of like they're kind of going back and forth, but in a, a totally respectful way. You I know? felt like this was like a kind of a meeting of the minds, yeah. and I would have liked to see it go on Is a little bit longer. This the first time they met these yes. two characters. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was interesting that they're talking about Audrey, and they've both had. Like a history with her, but you, they don't realize that they're you think talking. Coop's talking about Coop Audrey? is talking about Annie. Yeah, but when he's talking to Jack yeah. about Jack's talking about his love, that he's talking about Audrey, who who Coop has sort of a history with, yeah. but they don't realize. Like they can still have this conversation and not realize like that they're basically talking about the same person. And I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, it was like that, a clever scene. It was a good scene, and also whoever like, wrote this episode. Good. Good job. Yeah. Good job, Twin Peaks. Yeah. And Polly Shore, let us know what you thought of this episode. <laughs> Buddy. Um, Donna is trying to get to the bottom of things mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. this dinner table. Um, her mom just wants the peas, but Donna wants the tea. She wants the truth about what's <laughs> going on. And she's trying to get it in Give her me a high five over that. That is so <laughs> I just came up with that. Right Did you now. just do that now? <laughs> Literally. Let me look at your notes. You didn't write that down. I earlier? didn't, but you know what I wrote down in my notes? What? Looking forward, um are you looking forward to that, Eric? The um, teenage daughter moments. Like, I feel like she's having a very teenager moment. Like, when her mom is like, when she's like, oh, I entered the Twin Peaks contest, Miss Twin Peaks. And her mom's like, oh, I didn't realize you were interested in that. And Donna's like, yeah, maybe I'll take the scholarship money and, like, study abroad. (laughs) Like, away from you, mom. It's funny, because I'm sure that's probably going to (laughs) happen. But, I mean, everyone's different. Like, I know, like, I don't know. I'll have to ask my mom. I don't think my sister ever did that. Like, I know, like, I... I must have just skipped the rebellious teen phase. Like, yeah. I just always, like, you know, p- I, my friends would be like, parents are the worst. I was like, yeah, they give us everything and they love us a whole bunch. <laughs> You're right. We, I don't like them either. <laughs> I love well, you, Dad. Maybe you'll, uh, maybe you'll I'll get to avoid that. Freya's Freya. been very, she, she's far from the teenage ages now, but she's been very into kisses lately. Can she I tell you? Gives me regular kisses, fishy kisses. Eskimo kisses and butterfly kisses. All the kisses. I got all the kisses. Wow. You know all those kisses? Um, I do know most of those kisses. Okay. I will say I got to see your daughter and your beautiful wife recently. Did you know that they came oh, to a story yeah, time? Yeah, they told me they went to the story time, yeah. I will say Freya seemed a little out of sorts. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when there's a child in my story time who seems a little out of sorts, I'll try to kind of get to the bottom of it. And so I said, is she tired? And Amanda said, no. I said, is she sh- she feeling shy and she said no and she said honestly when i tell her we're going to story time she assumes that daddy will be there and then i said well i said oh we're disappointed that's the emotion that we're feeling and i was like i was like well if she feels any better, there's probably a lot of people who secretly wish I was Eric. And because you're a very popular story time person, a lot of people tell me that they enjoy Mr. Eric's story times. And uh, Amanda said, Well, maybe you should shave your head and start wearing some bow ties. You know what? That's a phenomenal idea. Did Amanda say that? That's really funny. You, sh- you should shave your head. What you should do is shave your head and wear bow ties, and then I'll get a long wig and start wearing like petticoats and oh stuff. Oh my gosh, that'd we'll be just amazing. Switch places. Yeah, yeah. That sounds like a plan. That's funny. Yeah, Ted, uh, lately Freya's been kind of um, like she enjoys story times, but sometimes like she gets used to like a particular kind of like routine and stuff like that. You know, yeah, story time, I totally you know? get it. Yeah, I totally yeah. get it. 
Um, hopefully she had some kind of a fun time. I'm at sure my she library. did. Yeah. Um, we get that an, another like montage of like white background so hooded cool. figure. I love it. it the actually, moon, the owl. You had said what that hood hooded figure made you think of. It yes. made me think of something from a comic book, like a oh. hooded figure. Where like inside of the figure stars, like that makes me feel like a like a cosmic character yes. or something, like something that would Hooded hang out with like. figures are uh, always very mysterious. Mm-hmm. You always want to find out what's going on with them. Yeah, every time I see a hooded figure, I'm like, "What's going on with you, buddy?" But don't don't talk to them. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> the, the city council <laughs> yeah, might find the, out. The council would get you. <laughs> um, Wyndham Earl. We now we find out that he's set up a box in that. Did you recognize that pagoda? That was the one by yeah, the water. We hadn't yeah. seen that in a long time, no, right? No, yeah. that was the one by the water where, uh, well, that's where Coop and, um, Coop and uh, uh, Annie were on their date. Mm-hmm. You're looking at me. Do you I have just, something to say about sometimes it? Sometimes I just look at you weird. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just like giving weird looks to you. And I realize that doesn't translate well on an audio podcast. Coop <laughs> is, uh, well, I could just describe your facial <sighs> uh, expressions like I did. I just always one. like confused. <laughs> um, Coop uh, cleverly rigs up a way to open mm-hmm. the box. He's, I thought that was real yeah. smart. And he came up with it on the spot. On the spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, what happens is there's a chess piece inside with the dead Polly Shore. Shore. That is what Wyndham World was crafting. And there's a sign on it that says, next time it will be someone you know. How and long did it take him to make episode. a big old chess piece? That was a pawn, Probably right? Probably at least a day, yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. If it was an art project, like at high school or something, I'd be like... A plus. A plus. A plus for the but dead body. Unless the project was delivered. like... Unless the project was like, make a dragon. I'd be like, that doesn't look like a dragon at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that was our episode. Shall we uh, dive into the mysteries? So many mysteries. I don't think I highlight a bunch of things in this episode. This was a great episode because it connected a lot of things Mm -hmm. together. Um, A lot of the mysteries were kind of like solved on the spot. Yeah, like it was well because I've been thinking for a while that a lot of these uh, separate mysteries might kind of like be connected more so than we realize. Mm -hmm. Um, And this episode kind of like brought them together. Um, So I didn't have a lot of new ones to highlight. It also kind of brings to mind in this episode that there are mysteries for Coop that weren't mysteries for us. Like, where's Leo? We've known where Leo's been for a while. Um, Come here, you. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, okay, I'm coming. Yeah. Yeah, here I am. Yeah. She likes to go into another room and then kind of like bark at you. Oh. Um, like, why didn't you follow me into this room? And I'm like, I'm right here. I could give you pets if you come. Yeah, to me. we're giving you love and rose. Rosie's very emo. She's my teenage daughter. Um, so you have you had me highlight the cave the cave drawing like the petroglyph. Yeah, yeah. Well, one unless it's not. I don't. You said it looked like a map. I think it's a map. Yeah, and I think it's supposed to be a map to both of the lodges. Mm-hmm. I think. Now I was looking at that. And I couldn't really tell. It looked like there were some people up there and there was something going on over here. Maybe it's a map to the one lodge and one's a map to another. I think Wyndham Merle has knowledge of the lodges mm-hmm. somehow, you yes. know, but I don't think he has all the pieces. I think he somehow needs something else to be able to, to access. access it. And I think Coop's the answer. Like somehow Coop needs to do something, but without like... W- Coop does it and is like, oh, I open the door, but I don't realize it. And Windermere can slip right in, mm, you know? Okay. And I didn't have you highlight this, but Major Briggs, when he saw it, he must have saw it when he got sucked away with the light or whatever mm-hmm. to the White Lodge or the Dark Lodge, you know? Not too sure. Do you have a theory about the poem? I think Coop just likes to write a lot of poems, right? <laughs> I think that one poem that he sent to, what was her name that he was in love with? Uh, Caroline. But that wasn't Coop's poem, as we learned in the last episode. That was Shelley. Remember? Oh, I thought he said he wrote it. I, it was a poem he sent to Caroline. Oh, he gave it to her. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. When he said that, I thought he had written it. Oh, I was going to say maybe. Well, okay. Well, then I'll change my theory to being he's always wished he can write poems. <laughs> <laughs> um, the box within the box. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, about okay. That? I think there's something in that box. I would like, in, in not in a perfect world, but I would really like it if this thing, because, you know, the, the Eckerd mystery and what, yeah. what the heck is going on. I would love it if that... One of your less favorite plot lines. I, well, 
it's just I get confused by it. I don't really understand it. I get a little t- t- turned around. But I would really love it if the mystery of the box and Eckerd and all that stuff tied back to um, the Black Lodge and the White Lodge okay. in some way. Like maybe Wyndham Earl, let's just say, how does he know this knowledge? Maybe he learned it somehow from uh, someone oh. from this other story. Oh, sorry, Rosie. Let me give you some pets. <laughs> the This storyline, like Eckerd or something like mm-hmm. that. And maybe the box is a clue to how to get to one of the lodges, maybe. And maybe the... And it's so funny, too, because that puzzle box, does that mean you always had... Like, the trick was to drop it? Or mm. did was it just a fluke to open, mm, you know? Yeah. Yeah, could have taken years, or you just drop it, you know? <laughs> also, like, the... I mean, I guess you don't know what's in the box, but... What's in the box? What's in the box? <laughs> what's in the box? The, uh, what's in the box? It ends up being, uh, well, anyway, the, <laughs> I, um, yeah, I, I don't know what's in it, but I, I would love it on hopefully theory that it will tie back to our greater mystery of the lodge, you know, and maybe the moon cycles have something to do with, uh, how to unlock it, you know? Um, you had, did you have a theory about Bobby's woe? Yeah, okay. So this isn't a theory, but we need to discuss this. Yes. Let's what, discuss it. what did Mike tell Bobby? <laughs> Sorry, Rosie. And what did, what, well, what did Mike tell Bobby? So what, what did he say? Well, it's got something to do with the sexy times that he's been having with Nadine. What could it be? Because. <laughs> I don't know if we really want to get into that. <laughs> I just don't know. I just, I just don't know. I mean, is it duration? Like, oh, for hours? Oh, or is it the intensity? The intensity? Yeah. It's so intense, my toenails fell off. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just so curious. Yeah. David Lynch will probably never tell us. It's oh, a secret. Man. Yeah. Because he doesn't, you know. Right. Anyway, that was just a mystery. Like, what was it? You know? <laughs> uh... Eric, what was your quotable quotation for this episode? <laughs> okay. The um that was a short mystery, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh my quote, it goes right into it. Uh Do you have any idea what a combination of sexual maturity and superhuman strength can result in? Whoa! <laughs> So funny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What is your quote? Here, I'll tell you. Here, can you read this line for me? Oh, this is fun. Okay, I will read this line for you. (laughs) Okay, let's see. (laughs) What what am I looking at? Okay, what what does it say? You say that. Hey, what the hell is going on? (laughs) I'll tell you what's going on. You are witnessing oh. a front three-quarter view of two adults sharing a tender moment. Take another look, Sonny. It's going to happen again. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Did you like that one too, Rosie? Rosie sees a little... <laughs> she sees the birdie out <laughs> on the deck. Oh, okay. Honey, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Hold on. <laughs> okay. We got... No, the birds all flew away, Rosie. The it. birds left. You did it. Good hey, job. Hey, <laughs> Like, I think. The, hey, Rosie, I'll pet you. Come over here. Good job keeping us safe from those birds. Um, that's really good. I'm really hoping that Gordon Cole and Shelley end up being a thing. I mean, he would be a much better partner for her than Bobby, for example, or Leo. I mean, he's got his stuff together, right? Yeah. You know, he got his stuff together. So, great quote. I know. Eric, who was your MVP, MVP of, of the episode? Uh, my MVP, I think, was none other than, uh, let me think, because I, I kind of had a couple people that I wrote down. Um, Gotta pick one. I do. I, I do. The you other, can give some honorable The other mentions. ones die, right? <laughs> Isn't that how that works? The other ones die. Um, while I'm trying to decide who is your MVP, because I got to try to narrow this down. This is a tough one for me. I picked Coop as my MVP yeah. in this episode. It's been a while since I picked Coop. All right. <laughs> No, that's okay. You're allowed to pick Coop for all the episodes if you want to. I feel like he was really on his game yeah. in this episode. He connects Leo's handwriting. 
he um he, he just he's starting to figure out you know he's trying really trying hard to figure out what's going on with Wyndham Earl he has this really sweet moment with Annie I think he's like kind of starting to open up to her and I just thought it was a really good episode for Cooper I think um yeah I think my MVP for this episode is going to be Coop as well oh. I think it was tough because this episode we got a lot of the other characters yes and they all had great moments but I think we had the most with Coop you yeah. know so um and you're right like he's putting the pieces together He's solving some mysteries a little bit. He's moving in. And I don't know. I think it's just, it's coming together. You know, how close are <gasps> we to... Come here. Where is he? Where come here. Here. Come, come here. How close are we to the end of the finale? We got Our... three more episodes of this season. So, yeah. okay. I mean, we're really close and it's starting to feel that way, right? I'll give an honorable mention to Andy just because I loved the... <laughs> I loved him at the at the wine tasting when Dick Tremaine's like some people would say yeah. there are only red wines and Andy's like there are also white wines and sparkling wines. Yeah. I like too. He goes to like he gets the wine and he gets to drink it and Dick's like put that down, Andy. <laughs> Spit it out. Spit it out. <laughs> Don't drink it yet. A, I'm not mad at you, Rose. Oh, you didn't God. drink the wine. You didn't oh. drink it. He's so fun. Dick Tremaine's like such a okay. ridiculous character. <laughs> uh, how many fish in a percolator would you give this episode, Tess? You'd never guess. There was a fish in the percolator. I gave it four out of five. Fishies. Four out of fishies in four, a percolator. Four fishies. Four out of five fishies. Uh, I gave it five out of five. Nice. I thought it was cozies. It's got the creepies. We're moving along. Like we weren't hanging out too long with anything. So I, I mean, just a great, perfect example of a Twin Peaks episode, in my opinion. You know? Excellent. Mm-hmm. I loved it. <sighs> Eric, we don't have any poems to compose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that good. worked out really well, right? Yeah. That worked out Brett really well. Brett was like, are you sure you didn't write that before you started? <laughs> did he say that? Yeah, he did. He was like, did you really make that up? We're really good we poets, did. apparently. <laughs> We're each one half of a great poet. We only <laughs> do our work. Our powers combined. We can write a poem about pies. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to our podcast. You can literally do anything else with your time. Yeah. And you've chosen to spend some time with us and we really super duper appreciate we very very much appreciate it thank you for sending in some emails once again if you want to send us an email it's at same peaks y'all at gmail.com test man's the email so you can write anything spoilery in there if you like um because i won't be reading it because i don't want the dove to peck my eyes out and if you happen to be on twitter you can follow us at same at same team y'all on twitter which is the name of our other podcast which is called same team y'all where tess and i talk about um how we're gonna change the entire world yeah Possibly. Yeah, sure. (laughs) Uh, Thank you so much for listening. And oh, someone is handing me a coffee across the table. I am raising it to my lips. I am putting my lips on the mug. I'm stopping. Don't drink that coffee, Eric. It's hot. (laughs) It's hot. Good and hot.